tonight on Sci-Fi Saturday Night, cooking with the Daleks. Enjoy the recipe that will exterminate your species. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you can be so easily! It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. As of 2019, all Area 51 recordings of Sci-Fi Saturday Night are enhanced with riboflavin and seven essential audio nutrients to help augment your listening experience. Tonight, in episode 414, we look forward with great excitement to listening to people talk while wondering, what do stainless steel murderous stories and hot sauce have in common? We'll tell you. Clickbait for a podcast blurb? Nah, not this time. Tonight's podcast is going to be great fun. Sitting in at the Sci-Fi Saturday Night Gaming Console and Help Desk, our own violent audio virtuoso and back alley freeform fencing champion for three years running, it's Kriana. I've actually been wondering if you actually know what clickbait means. (laughs) Yes, I do know what clickbait means. It means something that gets you to click on it. That has nothing to do with what's actually happening. No, no not really. Not, not, not precisely. Okay, well, you know me. Precision's never been my big thing. Can't Unfortunate- argue with that. <laughs> Unfortunately, Zombrarian will not be joining us tonight. So it's just me, the guy who screams, get off my virtual lawn. They call me the Dome. Tonight, another inductee into the Five Timers Club. Good friend of the show, great friend of ours, uh, a, a talented guy in more ways than you can imagine, who's going to explain to us who Haldura Laxness is. It's Rob Watts. Hey, guys. How are you? How you doing, Rob? I'm good. Five times, huh? This is this year is your official induction into the Five Timers Club. Absolutely. Wow, so that was Chevy Chase and Martin Short. I just saw and, walking and, past yes, me in the back and, room. And uh, somewhere in the back room is uh, Simon uh, uh, yep. and his Paul. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm in great company. Thank you. Hey, man, I'm telling you, it was about three weeks ago when I was sauntering through an, an author's gathering, and there was Rob. And God, it's been three, four years since we've actually seen each other, and we just we just talked as if we hadn't ever been apart, and just we're continuing a conversation, and it was wonderful. And I said we need we need to get you on the show for a bunch of reasons. Yeah, so, it was it was nice. Yeah, and it's nice when you know that that like you said. When you don't see someone for a while, it's just like you just kind of jump back in and, hey, how's it going? You know, as if you 
last talk maybe a week ago or something. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah. it. So I and, and and it's also kind of cool in that when I talk to a writer or an actor or an artist or or a producer or a director, I know them peripherally. I know them from that particular piece of work. But in your case, uh, we've gotten well beyond that at this point. This is a guy, for those of you who only know Rob from his writing, who went to culinary school. Mm, crazy. <laughs> and one of the things that we were talking about which was something that's launched really since the last time I spoke to him was Watt sauce, which is your own special brand of hot sauce. Mm -hmm. How the hell did that come about? <laughs> um, so, well, first of all, it stems from my first passion, which is food. And like you mentioned, um, my background in education is culinary arts and hotel restaurant management, although I was pretty much focused on the culinary arts. And I worked in that field for about 12 years and made my exit once I started taking a good look around and realizing that people working around me were pretty much insane crazy <laughs> and it's just it's a it's a oh it is so much better with writers wait a minute well no. yeah so that's yeah well that <laughs> yeah well, we'll get to that i mean i mean it's just it's such a stressful way of life you know that the just that work setting is chaotic at, you know at times there's great parts about it but um I was starting to get burnt out on the negative aspects of it, which I really, I won't dive too deeply into it, but, um, so, you know, fast forward to a couple of years ago, I just, I, I kind of missed it. Like I've just, I've always had a great relationship with food. You know, I cook in my personal life. I, you know, I just love experimenting and cooking different, ways and with different ingredients and stuff and and i've always had a passion for hot sauce and spices and um you know not necessarily like you know these hot sauces that you know you know you bleed out of your eyeballs it's so hot like it's <laughs> that's not what it's about for me it's more of like just exotic flavors and um enhancement and and just you know stimulating the taste buds and everything. So I, I just decided if I wanted to kind of get back into the food industry, I wanted to do it on my own terms in my own way. And I wanted to create something. I wanted, you know, something that, you know, I could just be proud of and, and really get out there and, and push. And, um, so that, you know, so what sauce, kind of came up and it just it was kind of a a jokey name at first you know like oh hot sauce what sauce play on words and then it just it kind of stuck it was just like you know why not like just you know go for it i, I know it's a, a lot of people don't want to really 
name their brands after themselves. It's, you know, it's almost like, you know, you, you can no longer hide in the shadows behind you. You know, you can't just sell your brand and kind of be anonymous. <laughs> you mean like, like Newman's own? Exactly. Now I have to promote myself along with, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hand in hand with my own product. So, um, but so it, that's pretty much how it started. It kind of just stemmed from my love of food and getting back into it. I, I love the culture of food. I love, you know, how it brings people together. It makes people happy. Um, maybe, um, the fact that I was spending a lot of time and focus on writing like suspense and horror and thrillers and kind of dark, depressing stories, maybe that kind of catapulted me into something a little bit more positive where I wanted to kind of dive back into like a, a field that had a little bit more positivity with the food, burning the roof of your mouth off for fun and profit. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Well, hey, you know, we, we, yeah, I mean, how that wouldn't be any fun if I wasn't doing that. So, you know, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's funny, too, because as as normally when I prepare for a show, it's I'll, I'll sit back and I'll go through the curriculum vitae, as it were, and uh I had a, a box of, of, of stuff from you, and thank you, by the way, because uh, two of those books Very welcome. tonight, as well as, as the Watt Sauce. But um, I realized that I may know you longer than I know virtually every, any other writer because it was at some little toy show on the South Coast mm-hmm. where we met, like... Gosh, uh, 12 years ago, 10 years ago? Something like that, yeah. It's, geez, yeah. Feeling old. Tell me about all those years back. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was the um, Fairhaven event. Yes. South Coast. Yes, Yes. yep. I remember that because there was a snake charmer or a belly dancer next to my table. There was a belly dancer with a python. Yeah. And, and you we think, all sat there going, why? <laughs> yeah, and you know, that was my, I think, second or third book event. Um, and you would have thought that maybe I would have taken a good look around and says, no, 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 no. This is not for me. <laughs> I think I need to be an but, accountant. We're done <laughs> yes, yeah, but I don't know. Crazy me, I stuck with it and, you know. <laughs> I mean, a, um, bunch of, a bunch of people. I met Stacy there for the first time as well. That's right. Yeah, we were. Uh, yeah, we were at the same table. Yeah, Stacy and so, uh, yeah. So it's it's been it's been a it's been a long strange road, mm. but I mean, then as, as I got to know that, uh, you also have this other job because you own this company called the the stainless steel you, guys. Yes. Did I, did I get that right? Please you got me. it. Yep, you got it. Okay. And you guys like do uh, uh, stainless steel design and fabrication for uh, high-end homes and, and restaurants and that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we make uh, people's design dreams come true while we 
go crazy and pull our hair out of our head. <laughs> but <laughs> it's funny because you've said repeatedly and, and mentioned in a blog post recently, uh, dear writers, don't forget to keep another job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I think that's good advice. <laughs> do you really seriously? I, I I do. I mean, I mean, you know what? If you're a writer, I think you should keep three jobs because it's um, you know, I, I for every one person that's make that's living solely on their writing, you know, the other nine, uh, you know, it's you know, I this could be a whole other podcast talking about the uh, the trials and tribulations of you know the the independent author but um yeah my my advice is to you know have have a second career because, have a first yeah. career and make writing your second career <laughs> yeah you know you can pretend that writing's your your first career i know a lot of people that do that um but yeah have have something it's it's a tough business. It's it's you know, it's it's just it's it's time consuming. It's 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 draining. I mean, it, it, it's fun. It's very satisfying. It's you know, he, I've been doing it for so long. I mean, I, I what I get out of it, I'm content with. Like I've made peace with what <laughs> I didn't get out of doing this when, when I first started. But I've made peace with, you know, what, what I do get out of it, um, which I think is very important. Um, I Unfortunately, I, a lot of my peers that are in the writing business, um, they, they kind of crash and burn early. They, I think they put all of their eggs in the writing basket and they, you know, they just, you know, they, they give it their all and they put everything into it. And, and when it doesn't pan out, quite the way that they had planned um you know some of them they've kind of vanished off the face of the earth i mean i'm not just talking about they stop writing like the lights go out their website's down like it's almost as if like this nightmare never happened yeah <laughs> then never yeah, heard from yeah. Again. and we all we all have friends who we know who just kind of that happened to but yeah. I, what i think i i want to go is where this brings me to in terms of logic, which is not something I'm known for, uh, <laughs> is uh, one of your books, which I am just absolutely fascinated with. Uh, it's a new book. It's in its second edition, and it's called Book Signing 101, An Author's Guide, and the subtitle is The Do's, Don'ts, and Expectations Involved in Professional Book Signings. Where in the hell did this book come from? <laughs> uh, um, so, it, well, it initially, a, a few years back, it started as just a um, a blog post because it, it was inspired by, obviously, I'm out doing book signings and book shows and author expos and whatnot. You know, after a while, you, you know, you, you meet people or you start, you, you observe uh, the behavior patterns of some of your fellow writers. 
and you know it and i'm not trying i'm not trying to speak poorly about anybody but it's just i i would observe observe the way people would either just promote themselves their be their behavior their attitude um they wouldn't have a good sales day and they complain about it and then i'd kind of think to myself well you know no wonder because you may have wanted to try doing this or not do this whatever um so i started just writing some ideas down i made a blog post really just kind of like bullet points at that point and then i expanded on it a few months later and i released it as just an ebook only and then uh some people were actually saying this should be like a print edition like this is it's a really good idea and nobody's really put anything out like this and so yeah i kind of said okay well i i I, the thing is where where i'm a fiction writer and and pretty much writing suspense and thrillers i didn't want to kind of throw a wrench in the gears by writing a self-help book in the (laughs) middle of all this essentially but i I did see the value in it and i I am you know regardless of despite what some people might think or say i do want to help people i do like to kind of share some knowledge that I've gained through this and I've made plenty of mistakes too. So a lot of this stuff is based on mistakes I've made. Don't do years. what I've done. Don't Here's do what I've done. <laughs> that was the original title, but yeah, <laughs> we didn't think that'd be a, a good seller. So we changed it to the do's don'ts, you know, and, and whatnots and all that. But, um, Hmm. No, but I mean, Excuse me, so, you know, yeah. When, so when we were at that, uh, that author's expo uh, a couple weeks back, you know, first of all, uh, your book was given to every one of the people there mm. by the guy who ran the expo. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, that was um, a, a great idea he had. He, he approached me um, late last year and kind of presented the idea to me and said, this is what I want to do. And for the next batch of events that are coming up, you know, it'll be good for the, any authors that sign up to do the event to get the copy for free. So I was completely on board with that. I thought that, you know, Hey, it's it's a win-win for all. It's good for me. It's good promotion. And, um, and there was some great feedback at that event that I saw you at. I mean, there was a lot of, um, grateful attendees that I had never met before and they kind of you know they're, they're staring at this book on their table like you know who, who, who is this like why am I getting this or whatever and then finally a few people kind of put two and two together and figured out oh that that's the guy right over there and they came over and thanking me for the book and they couldn't wait to read it and you know it's it, it was very gracious and nice of everybody that did that and and I just actually got an email um, today or a Facebook message rather from someone who was at that event that just finished reading the book and told me it was great, really appreciate it, you know, yada yada. So 
yeah, it, it, it worked out very nicely. And I'm glad that it's kind of, um, you know, people are benefiting from it. It's, from my point of view, I like chewed through this book in like two hours and I went, yeah, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. For God's sake, don't do that. Yeah, don't be crazy. <laughs> don't do that. Yes, was, yeah. That's the thing where as I was walking through that event, I was going, this guy could use the book. This guy could use the book. <laughs> because, you know, I I, I remember when, when I first started out, going to my first convention, trying desperately to promote myself by sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how'd that work for you? Yeah, really, really well. I got to tell yeah. you, we were an overnight sensation in 10 years. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah, that's, you know, that that was one of the key points to um, why I started writing that was because, you know, and, and I saw this just a few weeks back at the, at the, you know, the event that we just had where, you know, a, a lot of people are just kind of sitting at their chair, their arms folded, kind of tucked away behind their book display almost as if they don't want to be approached and and talked to and you know look I, I know it's not the easiest thing for a lot of people you know they're not type A personality writing it, is it, a solitary art and all of a sudden you're not yeah. solitary anymore well that's you, you, you have to you can't rely on being an introvert if you're, you know, if you're, especially if you're your own salesperson, you know, that's fine. If you've got a big publishing machine doing all the work for you, you know, you can just sit there and clam up and, you know, be a shrinking violet and no, I don't like talking to people, but you know, my, my advice is people need to get over that. Um, listen, I, I'm not Mr. Type A. I, I was not the guy throwing parties back in high school or what you know i this was a gradual thing where i am able to engage with people strangers being in you know a crowded room and just trying to be personable and engaging with people um and you know you just learn by doing you you know there's a lot of shy people out there but you know if you, you've spent all this time in resources and God knows how many hours or months or even years out of your life that you've spent writing a book. You're not doing your book or yourself any favors by number one, not going out and trying to get it in people's hands personally. But if you're at these events, you're not doing yourself any favors by just kind of hiding in the corner and acting like, please don't come and talk to me. I don't want to sell you my book. I don't want to, you know, um, and, you know, and, and hey, it, you know, practice just being engaging with people and, and don't be afraid. And this will help you in other things in life as well, not just selling books. I, I mean, you'll 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 benefit greatly by kind of socializing and, and kind of interacting with people. For, for any author who went to a convention or went to a uh, 
a book event at a bookstore or a coffee house and it didn't go the way they wanted it to go, this book is invaluable. The title of the book is Book Signing 101, An Author's Guide, The Do's, Don'ts, and Expectations Involved in Professional Book Signing by Rob Watts. In it, he says, do not get stuffed animals personalized to you. Don't. That's a bad idea. And I'm guessing that's based on the fact that you saw somebody who did that. I've seen that. I think I've even shared table space with someone <laughs> or some people that have done that. And uh, listen, are you in the are you an author in the book selling business, or are you in the stuffed animal, coffee mug, beer koozie, tote bag selling business? I mean, tchotchkes are great, you know, for certain things, but. You know, unless these things tie into your to your book, like just specifically, you know, not just kind of loosely um, dangling from, you know, a, a sentence or two in your story. Like, you know, if there's, you know, something that kind of ties in marketing wise, great. But you don't have to go on Vista print or cafe press and start printing out everything with your book cover on it and, <laughs> you know, laying it out on the table, because honestly it looks like somebody, I, I mean, I, I, there've been a few times where I've either just attended an event is a, you know, is just a patron or I've done these events and I look at some people's tables and it looks like, Somebody dumped like a bin from a junkyard or some just, you know, or a dollar store just on their table. And I'm just shaking my head going, you know, what are you? What are you here selling? Like, you know, did you, did you write a book and you're trying to present yourself as a serious author? Or are you just trying to offer like 20 different things? So if they don't really care about your book, well, maybe they'll buy a coffee mug <laughs> or, you know, or a stuffed animal or you know, God knows what. So I, I just, I, I really think, you know, some authors just need to rein that in and concentrate on being a good salesperson for the book that you wrote. <laughs> it's, it's difficult to focus down at that point because there's a series of, uh, conflicting emotions going on there's the inherent shyness of the solitary writer there's the uh joy of all these people around who might be interested if you can get them to come to your table and you can get them to 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 listen to you give the elevator pitch and if they're interested in it after that to maybe buy the book i mean there's there's a whole lot of wannas and maybes in there and it's it's difficult to rein in all that that conflicting emotion. <laughs> it, it, it is, and especially for the introverts out there. And then again, I'm not knocking them. I get it. Like I've I've been in that position in my life, um, you know. And it's and it's not always easy, and and it's not fun trying to make conversation with people and I'll be honest with you. A lot of times the people that approach your table, they're not, sometimes they're not the nicest people and they're not the best conversationalist either. 
point uh, made. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you've been there. I mean, it's they kind of approach a table and look at you and you, you kind of say to yourself, oh, OK, I'm going to do all the talking here. OK. Um, but with that said, I mean, you should have your 30 second elevator pitch for what your story's about. And I mean, two things are going to happen. They're either going to be just, you know, wowed and interested in what you're telling them. And the conversation will continue. They'll ask questions or, you know, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll engage in one way or another, or they'll just kind of, you know, try to entertain you for about 10 seconds and act like they're reading the back cover and they're interested and, and they wander off and yeah. they t- and they take <laughs> off and they grab a piece of candy you know on your table oh don't do that actually please no candy <laughs> it's my biggest pet peeve yeah i i, I, I love the one uh, there was one guy and i don't remember who it was was giving away uh, not giving away but selling shot glasses logoed shot glasses oh and i just kept thinking to myself wow okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean unless the storyline in in the book you know revolved around like a a bartender poisoning bar patrons with arsenic or something you know the shot glasses (laughs) i get it that's a great you know marketing angle but um you know, again, like, are you in the book business or the shot glass business? Um, yeah, it's, it, 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 I don't know. It just blows my mind sometimes, things I see. And drinking arsenic brings me to our next level of weird. <laughs> <laughs> Your newest book is called Charms. Hmm. And uh, before I talk about Charms... I want to talk about you and and the way you write. Um, I mean, it's no surprise to you and should be no surprise to our listeners who have been with us for a while that I adore the way you write. It's just, it's very different than what most people do in the horror and, and mystery genre. Uh, it's, it's very eloquent. It's very catchy. And uh, it's very, very, very enjoyable. Hey, thank you. And, well, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure you didn't know that already. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> in this book, it's a series of four short stories. Uh, and it's basically four stories of women. Mm-hmm. In one form or another, who are just scorned. Okay, okay, I'll go. I'll, I'll go there with. And it's going to be now. This is going to be very difficult for me because I don't want to give anything away. <laughs> you know. So yeah, thank um, you. Yeah, no spoiler free. Yeah, I, 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 okay, the first story is really good when he does this, and no, I can't do that. <laughs> um, but. Here's what you did this time. Um, you have a, a real point of view every time you write a book. Uh, and the point of view is very clear early on who the bastard is. Who's going to get the... You know what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you, you're very clear about that. And so when I read 
a Rob Watts book or a Rob Watts story, it says to me, okay, now I know who the bastard is in the first paragraph, in the first page. And I got to the end of the first story and I went, no, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) And then I went into the second story. uh, What was the second story? Uh, Is it Carmen, I believe? Or recently separated. No, recently separated was the first story. The first one, yeah. And I, I should know this. I went, ah, how did you do that? Why didn't <laughs> I see that? And then I got into the second one, and it did the same thing. And the third one, it's like you've now moved forward in your evolution in that you're not predictable to me anymore. And damn it, I liked it when you were predictable. I like this more, however, to be honest with you. Okay, uh, well, I was about to apologize, but <laughs> thank do you. Do not apologize for scaring me, frightening me, and 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 surprising the hell out of me f- throughout these four stories. Um, it's supposedly four stories of female revenge. It's, it's it's stories of much, much, much more than that. Where did where did this one come from? Um, well, so I, the stories in the book, there were, I I wrote them over the course of the last few years as just kind of one-off shorts, you know, they'd be 99 cent Kindle stories or whatever, just stuff I would work on in between, um, other writing projects. So uh, after a couple of years i kind of want to clean up the whole um my my catalog i didn't want just a bunch of uh kindle only stories floating around this so i wanted to combine them so the three stories carmen recently separated and americana i had already previously written i compiled them into this book and i i wrote the story nantasket beach specifically for the collection charms um, I think just it kind of by happy accident, they all just kind of contain the same theme, which is basically, uh, you know, a young woman kind of getting revenge on, as you know, you aptly call them the, the, the bastard of the story. Um, <laughs> it's, I, and you know, it, it wasn't really a conscious effort. It's just, you know, I, I read, you know, I reread Carmen. I was cleaning that up, kind of uh, updating it from when I wrote that back in 2012. Um, and then recently separated and stuff like that. And I said, oh, yeah, boy, I don't know why, but there just seems to be a running theme of um, <laughs> women that just <laughs> brutally kind of take revenge, you know, on, um, you know, the, person that basically did them wrong, scorned them, whatever, what have you. Um, so, and the kind of the same thing I did with Americana, which was a little bit different for me. I, I'd written that, and that was more of like a romance turn bad type of story, which was a little different for me. I'm not really a romance writer, and I don't know if that even counts as a romance, but that's what I felt like it, it, it was. Um, by, the, by the time you're done with it, it kind of is, yeah. 
I get I get what you mean by that. It's as close as uh, a mystery horror writer is going to get to a romance. Yeah, I think so. That's well well put. I I, I just um, you know, it, it just kind of was a sad and depressing um, ending, and you know, it, it was just yeah, it was a little different for me, but still had that kind of trademark twist ending um and psych psychotic female you know do, doing <laughs> what she does best um so so by the time i had written um the, the last story for the book nantasket beach um that was a conscious effort i said you know i said all right well i have to you know keep with the theme here and kind of write this just kind of cool yet dark creepy tale um you know about the same thing like and i I said there gee how could this guy screw over this um girl uh believe me there's no shortage of ideas or inspiration i mean we see uh douchey people all the time doing things (laughs) to people so um i didn't really have to draw too deeply uh, on the uh the why of the story but it was more the how you know how i was gonna spin this at the end and and kind of lead the reader down one hallway but then kind of you know block the exit for them and make them have to take a sharp right you know um which is basically how i like to storytell i love twist endings i love throwing the reader off guard that's kind of what I grew up on reading those type of stories like Lois Duncan and, um, and, you know, Alfred Hitchcock movies and, and whatnot. Just, so I, I kind of try to bring that stuff to life in my stories. I draw upon the stuff I grew up with and just, the you know, the, the storytelling that I kind of loved all my, all my life. I'm not really into like the grotesque real, you know, graphic storytelling oh no 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 not stuff. at all yeah not so at I, all. I, 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 I mean that's very from my point of view that that makes you work that much harder to get what you want to get to make it hmm. do what you want it to do and yeah and, i don't want to use it as a crutch you know to kind of keep getting me to the end like i i just feel like there's people that do that very well um, I couldn't do that very well because it's just not my passion. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I'm happy with the style of writing that I, um, put forth and I think that's why it's just, it's effective. And again, without giving away anything and I'm working my ass off not to do that right <laughs> now, because I want desperately to ask a ton of questions that I just can't ask there are so many oh no you dumb bastard moments you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> where you as, as a reader you're and you're sitting there and you're going no 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 don't do that <laughs> and and of course you know it's designed it's kind of like a crime and punishment novel uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> over and over and over again and each one slightly more grotesque than the one before um, and, yeah, but God damn, it's fun and it's good. And I really enjoyed it a lot, Rob, truly. 
Well, thank you. That's quite an endorsement because, uh, you know, I, I, given the darker subject matter, I still want it to be fun. I still want the reader to read my stuff and kind of just say, you know what? That was that was a great way to kill two hours or, you know, <laughs> make make my train ride go by that much quicker or, you know, just something to read on the beach or whatever, just that's, you know, enjoyable. Reasons we separated is the first story in the book. It's the shortest story in the book. Mm-hmm. And in, in many ways, it's the most twisted story in the book because it sets the tone for everything else to come. Maybe not the exact same attitude and the exact same situation, but it sets a tone. And, and that tone is just kind of like, ah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's funny. You say that because that, that was intentional because it, you know, I mean, it, it was only four stories to, you know, draw upon for this collection, but you know, it was still a matter of, you know, which one are you going to lead it off with? And because, that's the one you want to grab the reader with. What's going to be the most effective? What's yep. going to kind of, you, you know, not give everything away, but kind of let the reader know, ah, okay, this is what we're doing here. Okay, this is this is what I'm going to expect, you know. Here's the train ride. Get on. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, uh, I can't talk anymore about the book. Because I'll start giving shit away, and we don't want to do that. <laughs> no, not but, yet. When I come back for the sixth time, we can, you know... Yes, absolutely. Dissect we, it apart, we start, yeah. We can start doing stuff like that as well. Um, and, and for listeners who are clearly not listening carefully, the opening sequence for Sci-Fi Saturday Night for the past eight years was uh, your concoction. and wow, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been eight years. Uh, Jeez, you did that in uh, shortly after we met. Um, I I did the one podcast. right around right twenty twelve. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, so yeah, yeah, it's been eight years. So I'm I'm <laughs> technically I'm I'm on the show every week. Just every you know, I'm, I'm the musical guest. <laughs> yeah. And we've also, you know, used uh, used music from uh, Hold the Folk, mm-hmm. and we've used music from uh, the Left Hand Path, I believe, as well, mm-hmm. and Brick Roads Through Cedar Grove. Uh, so, uh, and I miss, and you know this, and I'll say it again, but I miss the album referent to the novel. To me, that was one of the most original things you, you've ever done. And and uh, when I first read Hold a Folk with the songs playing in the background as I was doing it, I was just absolutely floored. Absolutely oh, floored. cool. Yeah, the uh, the Traffic Lights soundtrack to Hold a Folk. That's right. <laughs> uh, f- funny enough that you mentioned that because there might be a new Traffic Lights um it was some some new music from nice yeah that that fun loving icelandic band the traffic lights somebody's so, gone back to the studio has he yes yeah we we're all yeah we're, we're all in the same room working out our differences and we'll you know we'll we'll see what happens and what what, what happens out of all that 
<laughs> I couldn't be happier to hear that. So why is it that on the front page of your website, you, you have a quote from Haldor Laxness? And the quote is, it's a useful habit to never believe more than half of what people tell you and not concern yourself with the rest. Rather, keep your mind free and your path your own. Where did you get that from? Isn't that like the best just piece of advice ever? <laughs> it, it is. And, and I'm guessing 99% of the people don't realize that Halder Laxness is uh, the only Icelandic Nobel Prize winner. Mm-hmm. And he won the Nobel Prize for Literature. Literature, yeah. And I, I also have my favorite quote by him as well, because uh, I've been on your website before, and I've read all this stuff. And <laughs> I, my favorite quote was, remember, any lie you are told, even deliberately, is often more significant fact than any truth told in all sincerity. That's, that's a good one. That's, <laughs> that, that holds true definitely does where were you uh, first uh I- introduced to uh Laxness's work um in iceland actually i one of my many many ventures out there um i was in a bookstore with a friend of mine that i was visiting when i was out there and um i was kind of directed toward independent people that he had written, which, um, you know, heralded as one of the greatest Icelandic books ever written. Um, and from there it was, I, I picked it up. Of course, then I opened it up and said, Oh, this is the Icelandic, uh, language version. This isn't going to work. For me. Um, yeah. So, um, cause we've got the English language version and, read it and I was just, I was really, I, I really enjoyed it. Really. I, I loved the, his style of writing. Um, it's a very offensive style. It, it really is. It's, it, and you know something, I mean, there's books that you can flow through easily. I mean, just his He's is not that, that type of book. No, <laughs> this is, you, you need to put forth a little uh, time and patience and effort um, and reading his stuff. Because you sit there sometimes and you realize that you're hung on a paragraph that you've been staring at for like five minutes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and when it comes to fiction, I am like the slowest reader ever. I, really? mean, I, I feel like I have to apologize to like peers of mine that, you know, they put a new book out. And I want to read it and get to know it because, you know, they're friends and, um, and I'd like to have something nice to say about the book to them and encouraging and and whatnot. But I feel awful when it's like four months down the line and I'm like almost done with it. I'm almost done with it. Um, (laughs) nonfiction I'm done with and you know, the, the course of a week, that's usually my preference for reading is nonfiction. Um, but when I do, kind of sit down with a fiction or a novel or whatever. Um, I'm, I, I, I just, I take my time on them and, and going back to uh, laxness. That's truly an exercise in patience. Um, 
you know, independent people and under the glacier and um, a couple of the other books he's written. It's, it's time consuming, but it's rewarding because you get through it. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're a better person at the end of it. Just put it that way. I mean, that's really exercising your, uh, your muscles when it comes to It is to making literacy. a commitment to the cause without it, doubt. It sure is. Yes. So this is where we are right now. What's on the horizon? Um, so as far as writing, I you know, I'm in the process of writing a novel, um, kind of halfway through it. Um, it's, I'm, I'm taking my time though with this one because unlike other books that I've done in the past, I, I just don't want to be tortured by it, <laughs> you know, where it just consumes every moment of my existence. I, I can't do that anymore. Um, so I've, I've kind of set some new guide guidelines for myself, you know, to, um, work through this and, and get it finished, but not, not in the way that I did past books where it was like the same routine over and over again. It's like, just, what are you doing? Spend, what are you doing differently now? Um, not, not chaining myself to my desk, you know, at the end of my work day and sitting there saying, okay, now I got to spend the next four hours writing, writing, writing. Uh, you know, you, you do that and all of a sudden you realize, geez, I haven't talked to friends in a long time. I haven't, um, <laughs> you know, got to, got to, got to call my mother. I got to, you know, this is a, um, got to eat. <laughs> so <laughs> eating, eating is good. So it's I, a good I, thing. It is. You know, I, I think the bottom line is I'm, I'm being better to myself. Um, now, like it's, I, I don't want the writing to consume me. It's like, I, I'm in charge of the writing. Um, before it was like, got to get this done. You got to have it done in four months. Convention seasons coming up. Got to have the book ready for release so I can go out and, promoted at the cons and uh you know round and round you go just, that's done and over with start a new book r rinse and repeat um that's just not for me anymore so I, I i'm realistically i think the next book will be out in 2020 at some point probably probably mid-year 2020 and then of course the hot sauce business that's actually that also is why i'm not putting like every minute of my time into the writing because this hot sauce venture is something that i really want to get off the ground um you know th the way i'm kind of envisioning it so a lot of my time and resources now have been spent on that as opposed to writing um so you know, I'm, I'm doing both things, but I'm just kind of spacing them out, kind of giving each project its own air to breathe and, you know, its own attention that, it, that it's going to require. So are you going to be doing <clears throat> more of these small author events and uh, individual or group book signings, 
Or are you planning on conventions again for this summer? Um, a, a little of both. Um, I, I don't have as many dates booked this year. I we got one uh, the end of June at the uh, in um, Haverhill, Mass, the New England Author Expo. Um, so I'll be doing that, and I think that's June 29th. And I am I'm, t- I'm on tap for Megafest again in November. And you may just see me at the same table with a certain Stacy Longo. Maybe not. Maybe. What a, what a <laughs> terrible place to be. Oh, gosh. I, Two I of my all-time favorite writers. Uh, we, we never have anything to say to one another. I mean, we don't we don't have the same sense of humor. We don't joke not around. It's just no, no, and absolutely not. So different. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Jason, her husband, has to stand in between us and you know, kind of keep us separated because we're just oh god, <laughs> like night and day. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Stacy. Uh, <laughs> no, he's not. We know it's true. Oh. <laughs> so if if you guys get a chance go to his website check out his stuff if you get to see him at one of his rare public appearances he's a nice guy talk to him he's, it's not like his he's not like his books i mean where he's not going to come out and and you know bring a knife and hack you up he's he's actually wonderfully fun to talk to uh and I'm I'm really pleased to be able to call you my friend. Yeah. Well, likewise. Absolutely. That that means a lot. Our guest tonight has been the inimitable Rob Watts. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Con, Inc. Comic Con, Plastic Con, and Comic Art. Comic Art House with the best deals on original art. Dozens of big artists. If you're looking for a great gift idea for the regular approaching season, consider booking Sci Fi Saturday Night's first anthology, My Peculiar Family on Amazon and Barnes and Noble.com. My Peculiar Family audiobook is now available on Audible. Not sure where else to look for audiobooks, that's really the most important. Our intro production is provided by this guy, probably. He's stuff to the outro music provided by Lawrence Made Me Come. Thank you I know.